We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vince, I knew it. Are you ready? Always ready, baby. I come to the party ready. Let's go. It's rapid fire time. Woo! Let's do it. All right. So, question number one tonight. I promised this earlier. Both Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese were asked this week if they considered bringing in a transfer quarterback this season. So, do you buy or sell they should have brought in a transfer quarterback? Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty. You were not anticipating your starter going down with an injury. You had three guys on the roster, you know, three guys on the depth chart, four if you count RP3. <laughs> but the, you know, somebody said um, that JT Daniels wanted to come to Notre Dame. I believe that that is true, but he also wanted to be guaranteed the starting spot, right? That's not what Notre Dame was looking for in the transfer portal. They were looking for a depth piece. Maybe they could have found one, but at the same time, I don't know that there was all that much out there that you would consider better than Drew Pine, for example. Like, I, I just don't, I, I don't buy that it would be something that would have benefited Notre Dame because you bring in a depth piece, he's third string, and now he's your second string behind Drew Pine. Is he better than Steve Angeli? You know right. what I mean? Everybody right. seems to love Steve Angeli. So, yeah, I'm going to sell it. I don't think that that was a position where they needed to go out and bring in like a Jack Cohn, for example, to start. They had their starter. They had all the faith in the world in Tyler Buckner. And I'm sure that they still do, even though he's injured. But that wasn't the that wasn't going to heal any of the wounds that were in the quarterback room. There's always the balance of what's best for the short term, what's best for the long term. And, you know, so short term, this would have obviously made a lot of sense because you get a, a, a quarterback with experience, just like you did with Jack Cohn last year. You brought in Jack Cohn. He beats out Drew Pine for the job. He's the starter. Now, you know, Cohn had some of his own issues, but once they figured out, hey, if we run tempo, you know, this, you know, it's not as big a problem with, you know, with the offensive line and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you were able to get Buckner on the field. Short term, it would have made sense to bring in an experienced quarterback because if it's someone 
who had any playing time under his belt, any starts under his belt, it would have been more than either Buckner or Pine. Big picture, though, as a program, at some point you were going to have to play a quarterback who didn't have any experience. It was only a matter of was it going to be this year or was it going to be next year or the year after that? Like how long are you willing to keep jumping into, you know, the transfer transfer bin, you know, to keep pulling right. quarterbacks because you don't have quarterbacks with any experience. At some point you were going to have to bite the bullet. Now, you know, again, I saw a comment on this where like now, of course it would have made sense because the guy who was supposed to be your future Tyler Buckner gets hurt after two games. His season is over. So you lose a whole season of experience that he was sure. going to get, you know? So the, the bigger picture though, is after 12 years of Brian Kelly, Notre Dame shouldn't have had to be in a situation where they had to pursue transfer quarterbacks two years in a row. <laughs> you know, the bigger question to me is, why aren't these get you know? And again, we can talk about experience and all this different stuff. Why aren't these young quarterbacks prepared to go sooner? Tyler Buckner got on the field. Did he run the whole offense last year? No. You know, did he play for two? You know, in in high school at the end? No, because of the pandemic and all that stuff. So he hadn't played for a while. But Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, Bryce Young—these are all Heisman Trophy winners who came off of redshirt freshman years and won Heisman trophies right away. C.J. Stroud threw for 44 touchdowns as a red shirt last year. And the kid they're going to see this week, his first game was Florida A&M. He is this year. He did not play at all last year as a red shirt freshman. Drake May, 930 passing yards he has right now. That is 29 more yards than Notre Dame's entire offense has through three games. So it's not a problem at some of these other places and that, to me, is the bigger question, sure. is if you've got these talented guys, why aren't they ready to go sooner? Even if they're not going to come in and hit the ground completely running at full speed, they should at least be at a little bit higher level, I think, in terms of competency when when, when they get out there as, as quarterbacks on the field when it's their turn. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, well, no, you're, you're right. And I, I don't have a rebuttal to all of that because I agree with you. The maturation process of quarterbacks under Brian Kelly has been terrible. I mean, it's been terrible. And I say it <laughs> under Brian Kelly. I say under Brian Kelly because he was the one that was here. And now Marcus Marcus Freeman has nothing to do with the development of the quarterbacks. Okay. I mean, it's still a carryover from the last regime. So I'm not just right. banging on Brian Kelly. It's a problem at Notre Dame for the past decade. No. Okay? Yeah. And I, I'm not and either. It's, yeah. you know, again, so it's, I want to say it. It sounded like I was banging on Brian Kelly. That wasn't really my intention. It's just that I'm not going to blame Marcus Freeman for the development of quarterbacks. Right. He's been head coach for six months. So, right. It's a huge problem. And whether you, people in the chat, fans, whatever, whether you agree or not that JT Daniels was better, is better than Tyler Buckner or whatever, that's not the point. The coaching staff decided they're riding with Tyler Buckner. Well, JT and I agree that, that you should not, yeah, you should not, especially when you've got a guy like Tyler Buckner who you think is your future and he's here for a reason as well. Right. You know, and then you've got a guy behind him like Drew Pine, who was in a quarterback battle last year and has put everything that he has. I don't think you can make guarantees to outside guys who aren't necessarily slam dunks. You know, like, yeah, JT Daniels has experience and all that stuff. And maybe he did, but I don't think you can make him a guarantee before he shows up here. I think, yeah. I think with anyone, you're going to tell him, well, you can compete for the job. And if you're the best guy for the job, you'll get the job. I don't think you want to guarantee right. anybody anything before they even got, get on campus, though. He also got benched for Stetson Bennett. Yeah. I mean, let, I mean, he was 100% healthy during the playoffs for Georgia, and they decided to roll with Stetson Bennett. Okay. I Look, Stetson Bennett won a national championship. So, I mean, that's great for him, but are we going to argue that Stetson Bennett is like the second coming of a quarterback? I'm not. So I, we're going down a rabbit hole here, but at the same time, I don't have an issue with them not bringing in a quarterback. We're at least on, we're, we're on the same page with that. I don't think, you know, because again, at some point you were going to have to play an inexperienced quarterback. It was only a matter of time. And so it would have been a band-aid, you know, right. again, with the situation they're in right now, yes, it would have been really great if you had an experienced transfer quarterback who had come in, but you were going to have to bite the bullet at some point. So I don't yeah. think that that necessarily would have been the big picture answer right. to the right. problem that Notre Dame is facing. Right. Agreed. Okay. Notre Dame's defense caused 25 turnovers last season, but it has been well-documented, Vince D'Addario. They have caused zero, zero through three games so far. Over under 14 and a half turnovers. The defense will force the rest of this season. So 14 and a half puts it at about one and a half a game. Correct. Give or take. Oh man. They have they have shown, I mean, they had two two turnovers called back, right? Because of penalty or because of a bad call or whatever you want to, excuse me, whatever you want to call that quarterback sack slash right. recovery, right? But like I was thinking about those. Did they really, you know, like the pressure right. at least forced the second one, the first one. The first you know, one, Bertrand's yeah. targeting was just a, a, a bad throw by Plummer. Oh, really, yeah. the, the worst throw that he made all day right into the arms of Clarence right. Lewis. They really didn't force it. 
they are they are not forcing any turnovers and they're not close to forcing any turnovers in my opinion right. and i would love to be the glasses half full guy here and be like yeah they're gonna pick it up they'll get one and a half a game that's not gonna be a problem the proof's in the pudding up to this point they haven't been breaking up a whole lot of passes right they, they there's been a couple of pbus but not like they just haven't dropped interceptions they haven't you know been ripping the ball out and just not recovering it you know they, they, there just hasn't been the defense just hasn't done it yet and not a lot of disruption I, yeah until i see it i can't i'm gonna say under i just don't see that being the case up to this point i have to say under as well and i know a couple of people are being pretty optimistic now stanford and navy currently both rank near the bottom of the nation in terms of turnovers lost so there will be a couple teams down the road you know, who are turning the ball over quite a bit. But like you said, they are just not close to the kind of disruption, you know, like anything that indicates it's only a matter of time. And right. again, I think it comes back to the linebackers and what the linebackers are able to do because there's yep. not enough disruption for them. They're not forcing bad decisions by anybody or, you know, and or stripping the ball away from, from ball carriers and that kind of stuff. You know, like you could see Isaiah Foskey on that one play where like Plummer threw the ball away, the one back by his own end zone, and Foskey was still kind of, you know, trying to pull at his arm because he didn't realize the ball was away yet. Yeah. And Plummer's like, oh, oh, he's he's pulling on my arm. Come on, yeah. Mr. Ref. No you know, give me so like Isaiah Foskey's trying when he gets close enough, but there's just not enough right now. Yeah. To, you know, to show that they're close to to doing that. So I've got to go under as well and and uh ndn eight indy i'm trying to indy indy nation yeah i can't we figured that out of the well maybe you got a little bit before me can we have one can we have one indy nation says i mean that would be nice at this point right like you know again like if you're going to talk about keys to north carolina if you can get a couple turnovers against north carolina and and not turn the ball over yourself you're going to have a pretty good day, I think. Well, I mean, the two that they almost caused in the last game would have ended the game. I mean, would have absolutely ended the game, both of them. So th that shows you how powerful turnovers can be, and Notre Dame just isn't causing them when they need to. And, uh, you know, again, maybe they turn the page on Saturday. That would be fantastic, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Going back to the quarterback question, we are not Marshall says the big picture still – isn't answered. Buckner is still a major maybe going forward. And that's right. I agree. And the reason is, you know, and I, th I think I mentioned this is the fact that no matter what happened with this year, no matter what your record ended up being at worst case scenario, you were going to get a season under Tyler Buckner's belt, a season of experience Correct. where he's Correct. reading defenses, making decisions, doing all those things, no and then going back into the film room and, you know, getting the correction and, you know, all those different things. But he's not going to get this. He's not going to get that right. now. And that's why he is still the major question going forward because it's a year of development lost because he's injured, unfortunately. Right. And it, it just absolutely stinks because, you know, maybe you don't win a national championship this year or you're in the playoffs this year, but you get 12 games of your starting quarterback who you know is coming back next year for his junior season. And then you got a lot more confidence you know, going into that season. Now, Notre Dame is going to be back into a similar spot that they were in going right. into this season. Lots of question marks and quarterback right. being the number one. And we're not going to get any answers on Tyler Buckner for literally a year. 
And that's a really long time to speculate. And it'll generally be negative by the time we get there all the way around for, for fans. And so, yeah, it's unfortunate. But you're going to have another question at the end of the year and it's going to be, you know, it'll be somewhat dependent on how Drew Pine plays, but There'll be another question. Should well, you be thinking about bringing yeah. in a transfer? Well, it'll be. Are they you know, bringing then in you got CJ Carr as well. They're, are they bringing in a quarterback at all in the 23 class? Yeah. I mean, right now, there's not one committed. So <laughs> you're going to have to go get somebody. I know. I know. All right. Albert Pujols is two home runs shy of career home run number 700. Aaron Judge is one home run away from tying Roger Maris with 61 home runs for a single season, which is the most in American League history. Which of those two home run chases is more intriguing to you? For me, I like the longevity one with Pujols. I, I, I've been paying attention to see if he gets to 700 because he's not going to have another opportunity to get to that number where Aaron judge is going to have multiple opportunities to hit a bunch of home runs moving forward. Cause he's a kid. I mean, he's going to be around for a long time. And frankly, 61 doesn't really do anything for me anymore. I realize that's the, the American league record. All I care about is the major league record, to be honest with you. And so that one doesn't really do anything for me. So I, as much as I, you know, I am a Cubs fan. It's Wrigley field back there. I mean, right. I, 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 despise the Cardinals with everything in me, but I do respect Albert Pujols and I think that would be a really cool milestone for him to get. And so that's the one I've actually been keeping track of as opposed to Aaron judge. I just, that is interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, both chases are really a little bit subdued and this is like a baseball season. It's like, really, we're probably fortunate that these are going on right now because there's not been a whole lot else to talk about baseball wise it's you know it's and it's really like especially from our perspective really gotten lost because you know neither one of these guys is going head to head against a person to get their milestone they're basically competing against the number yeah. that they're trying to get you know true and so like on the one hand yeah i can agree with what you're saying about pujols there are only three other players who have right now only three players who have since hit seven home uh 700 or more home runs babe ruth hank aaron Barry Bonds. So, I mean, like... Pretty elite club. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. Very, very elite club. But, like, Judge's pursuit of 61, I think it means a little bit more to me because there are still also only four players in history who have hit at least 61 in a season. You got Bonds, and then, of course, Maguire, Sosa, and Maris himself. And it's crazy that that record is almost 60 years old now in the yeah. American League. And again, the way those other guys shattered it, I hadn't really even given thought that Maris's 61 is still the American League record just because, you know, but then you step back and you're like, oh, yeah, those guys were all National League players, you know. It, but yeah, I never thought about it until I read your question, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. Babe Ruth once said, though, after he got to 60, he said, 60, count them, 60. Let's see some other SOB match that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love mean, the Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, man. Babe Ruth. Yeah. You know, so it's to dumb. me, you know, I think like the fact that it's a New York Yankee chasing the American League record that's still held by another Yankee. And to me, 61 was like still, that was the benchmark for so long. Maris is 61. And then like when that great movie came out 
61 asterisk, you know, that, that Billy Crystal did about the chase, you know, Marison Mantle to get to 61. And you kind of yeah, found out a little movie. more. I do love that yeah, movie. We'll really that. good movie. Yeah. Yep. About Roger Maris. And, you know, then we got the whole bombastic steroid era, you know, yeah. that, that, that blew everything up. So to me, I think like the fact that you, like you would have thought again, like we talk about these three national league players, who are the ones who eclipsed the 61, you would have thought it would have been an American League player because, you know, you can DH, you don't have to play the field every day and all that stuff, but that's not what it was. So to me, I'll go, I go with Aaron Judge. I I think that 61, especially since he is a Yankee with a chance to, you know, to, 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 to pass up Roger Maris, I think that's a little bit more intriguing to me. Yeah, I get it. I I see where you're coming from, but yeah, it's hard for me to root for anything Yankee oriented and, uh, and, but Very then true. again, I'm rooting for a Cardinal. I'm not cheering so, for him. I just think I it's more intriguing. On. I don't know what's yeah. going on with me. I'm rooting for Yankees and Cardinals these days. That's right. That's right. On that topic, fill in the blank. As we speak today, Wednesday, Judge is sitting at 60. He just got his 60th. If he gets to Friday and he's still trying to tie or break Maris's 61, that game Friday is going to be only televised on Apple TV, not on local TV in New York, which is where, you know, every Friday Yankees game has been this season. They've been on Apple TV and that is blank. Hilarious. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious to me because I love how your hatred of the Yankees and trust me, I have Yankees hatred as well, but I like how your Yankees hatred just bleeds over into all these fans who can't even watch their guy potentially, hey. you know, break a, a, a record like this. And you know, you know why it's hilarious to me? It's hilarious to me because you made you as a Yankees organization, it's obviously not the fans' fault. You made this deal with Apple TV, right? And you decided that all the Friday, oh, who cares? It's just Friday games. Somebody watches on Fridays, it's no big deal. And now you've got a guy looking to break a 60-year-old record and it's gonna be on Apple TV. Ha ha ha. Sorry, should have thought about that. I have no problem with it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. The Yankees don't care. Major League Baseball doesn't care. They're screwing their own fans over. And that's essentially what it comes down to. Because, like, tonight, ESPN is going to cut into every Aaron Judge at bat. So they'll be able to, you know, put them on ESPN. But Friday, they won't be able to do that because Apple has the exclusivity. So it is, it's just, you know, a class. It's great for Apple TV if they want to get some conversions in subscriptions. But it's bad for Yankees fans and, you know, anyone who actually cares and wants to watch it. And that's doesn't the thing. Have Apple. Major League Baseball has a fan problem that, you know, the, the fan, the, the average fan of Major League Baseball is getting up there in years. You need the young people. That's why they're going to the streaming side of things. And I get that. But now you're Xing out a huge number of fans that don't have Apple TV. Yeah. To see this historic that's exactly moment. It. And it's in a, in a major market like New York and Yankees baseball. It's like yes. the it's, you know, the baseball market in the country. And they're Xing out their own market Hilarious. potentially Hilarious. on Friday. So we've got, you know, different spectrums on baseball talk. Ninety-nine <laughs> eleven. Brian wired, no more baseball. And then of course we are not Marshall. Love me some baseball talk. Driscoll, give these guys two hours a week. I know we don't want to talk that much baseball, but we can talk baseball. You know, it's like, and I get it. You know, we're not talking baseball every night. So like, this is literally 
in the last six weeks, these are probably the third and fourth baseball questions that we've had, you know, and they come later in rapid fire. So cut us a little bit of slack here. You know, these are, again, these are major, major records and milestones that are potentially falling that we're talking about. We're not just throwing in, you know, like the Cubs are in last place. What are they going to do? You know, that kind of stuff. The Royals fired their general manager today. What's Kansas city get, you know, that's, we're not going there. You care because you're, you're, you know, that's right. But you and I used to be head coaches. Both 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 of us used to be baseball head coaches. So we right. gotta talk baseball every now and again. That's right. And then it limit. Well, we and, and it is. It's actually Amazon Prime. I apologize. Oh. It's Amazon Prime, not gotcha. Apple. I I, okay. I got my streaming services mixed up. But it is Easy Amazon Prime. Easy but to do. It it shows what I have not been watching on Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of make my point. <laughs> All right, now we're going to switch topics to a different kind of football. Fill in the blank. It's blank that the fictional TV character Ted Lasso and his fictional AFC Richmond soccer team are coming to the EA Sports FIFA 23 video game. Friggin' awesome. It's friggin' awesome. I First of all, I love the show Ted Lasso. I know I'm not alone in that. And the fact that you could be that team and see Ted Lasso on the sidelines, I think is awesome. And if I still had a video game console, I would go buy the FIFA 23 video game right now so that I could play with AFC Richmond. No doubt about it. That would <laughs> seriously, that one thing would make me buy that game. No doubt. I, I I agree. Like I have never played a soccer video game. I don't even have a, you know, video game console at this point, but I would consider all of the above because Ted Lasso is coming. I love Ted Lasso. I love the show. Jason Sudeikis, two years in a row, has won the the best actor in a comedy series. And uh, Sean is a Stranger Things guy. That's true, but I also watch Ted Lasso. I watch a lot of TV. So, you know, it's it's not limited to to one or the other. But I I think that it's – I think it's a pretty cool thing to, you know, as big as Ted Lasso – has got apparently you can you can select the Ted Lasso character as a manager in career mode. AFC oh, Richmond nice. is going to be able to play career mode, kickoff, online friendlies, online seasons, all that different stuff. And guys like uh, Roy Kent and Jamie Tart and Sam Tart. and uh, Danny Rojas, they're all going to be That's a part awesome. of the uh, the AFC Richmond team as well. You know, actual actual uh, guys. Who is Ted Lasso, Craig says. Come on, Craig. Craig, I don't know if I can help you with that. If you do have Apple TV Plus, you know, and it is on Apple. I know it's on Apple. It's a it's a uh it's a it's a sitcom. Yeah. Two seasons old. Season 3 is supposed to be coming up sometime in the next few months, I think. Uh Ted Lasso, played by Jason Sudeikis, former SNL guy. He plays he was a college football coach at Wichita State actually in Kansas. Yeah, that's right. He gets hired um, in England to be a soccer coach and hilarity ensues from there. Yeah. Yeah. Because the (laughs) wife was trying to run the program into the ground, right? She She wanted to run it into the ground. Yeah. Or husband who loved the team and it just turns out to be a great shot. But then Ted Lasso teaches us life lessons and comedy and, and everything in between. And, Great. And one of the great scenes from season one is when he's 
He's like not laying. Well, he's sort of, you know, he's like, it's for Ted Lasso. It was his form of the riot act. He doesn't yell at anyone. You know, he's very easygoing and all that kind of stuff. Not what you would expect from a typical coach, but uh, you know, it's like the anti Tommy Reese from the other day. But one of the players was, was basically being a butthead in the locker room. And so he didn't want to practice. And so Ted Lasso basically goes through the whole Allen Iverson practice speech and the way they were able to work that in. It, it was, it was almost verbatim. Like there was, I remember there was a, a viral video where, you know, where it was like side by side. It was, oh, nice. it was really good stuff. Nice. It's worth, it's worth watching. Really, really funny series. It's a good show. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Speaking of TV, last question for tonight. New Quantum Leap premiered the other night we talked about it the other day what'd you think Vince I would say overall the jury is still out but I mean I I really wish Scott Bakula was involved I'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah, I, I know. really wish he was involved and I he put out a Twitter post that said you know he's got nothing to do with the series but he wishes them all good luck and you know all of those different things because isn't he in like one of the CSIs or something like that right I don't well, know which the New, New Orleans. Orleans. There you go. One, but yeah. I think that that one's over, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But the I, I wish he was just making a cameo. You know, they could have at least, I don't know, tied up. We saw a hologram of him. There was a hologram of him. Remember? And there was a picture of Dean Stockwell, you know, right? so like the two main characters. And, and, and then and they did. Go ahead. I was going to say, and they obviously couldn't have Dean Stockwell back because he passed he away passed away year. about a year ago yeah. and they, the computer is still named Ziggy so that's you know I guess kind of uh, a connection to the older one and I don't know there, there, there's a lot of intrigue behind it you know why did he leap and all of these different things and so I mean that part will be interesting but I don't know the jury's still out a little bit yeah it was a little flat to me because instead of Sam and what was uh what was Dean Stockwell's character's name? Do you remember? Uh, Al. Al, thank you. Yep. Instead of Sam and Al, you had, and I don't even remember the character's name, but you've got a guy and his fiance play the same counter. So you've got a guy right. leaping through time, and it is his uh, fiance. She is the hologram throughout this whole thing. I just felt like it was, there was no real elevation to it, you know, because like anyone who watched the original series, you're very familiar with it. It was just, fairly flat to me, you know, like what, what was good about Sam and Al is, you know, there was, there was always some, you know, kind of like a little jabbing humor and yeah. you know back and forth. Now it took them maybe a little, you know, a few episodes to get that going as well, That's but fair. it's, I mean, like it's, Al, was a, Al was a pervert. And so that was always fun, you know, That's true. And, 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 you know, uh, Scott Bakula was always trying to, you know, temper him down. He's like, come on, man. You know, so, I mean, right. they had a great back and forth. You're not going to have that in a fiancé kind of a relationship, and he doesn't even know that he was engaged to this lady because he lost his memory. So, yeah, I, I don't know. 
The movie Vengeance on Peacock was pretty good, Stymie says. I know, nobody has Peacock. I I didn't realize that it was... It, it, I, I, I'm assuming that's the one with B.J. Novak. We rented it on Prime, and it cost way too much money, and it made my wife mad, but I wanted to see it. It was a pretty good movie, though, I thought. Vengeance? Yeah, okay. Vengeance is what it's called. Yeah, it's about a guy who's a podcaster who kind of had a hookup with a girl when he was living in New York City. She's from Texas. She gets killed and the family thinks that, you know, like they were closer than what they were. And so he goes out to Texas and ends up kind of helping solve the mystery of what actually happened to her. That kind of thing. There's some humor, but drama and, you know, whole thing. As for Quantum Leap, I'd probably give it a four out of ten right now. Room to grow, maybe five at best. I just nothing really. Again, it was just pretty flatline for me. I'd I'd like to see. I think the writing needs to be punched up a little bit. I, I want to know how long I've got to wait until the Joe Montana um, episode. They're, because, they're, yeah, that's kind of probably where I'll give it to the right. Joe Montana episode and see what happens. Yeah. And and they didn't show where he like the best cliffhangers from from Quantum Leap was he would leap into the next episode, essentially. Right. So you could episode. see. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I got to see that one. You know, they didn't even do that. Like they didn't even do the classic, you know. So. Right. I agree. All right. Well, that is going to do it for tonight. Thanks to everyone who jumped in here with us on the old YouTube channel tonight for all the questions. We'll have more tomorrow. We've got some breakdown. Jesse will be back. We'll break down some Notre Dame, North Carolina matchup stuff after uh, some of the, uh, you know, the stuff that that uh, Jesse broke down last night. <laughs> Salty Virginia. You're right. You're right about that. I thought that was great. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, like if you, if you ask, (laughs) if you ask my family, you know, when they ask me to grade something, I am a tough grader and they always kind of roll their eyes when I give the grade. And then I'm like, do you want the truth or do you want, you know, me to fluff it up a little bit? I'm going to give you a shot. Marshall has a really good point here. Can NBC reboot all the great shows and completely destroy their legacy? They've done a pretty good job of that with Matt, with MacGyver. Yeah. And now they're, attempting to do that with quantum leap so that's very true not wrong you know the show that is not streaming anywhere that i want to see did you ever watch ed oh yeah the bowling alley lawyer yeah the bowling alley lawyer guy and julie bowen was on it before modern family yes it was on for like three or four years and first they had a foo Fighters song as the intro and then i think the music rights became it's not streaming anywhere but that was an nbc show and apparently, like I've I've read that if if there's a show that you really love, then it's not streaming anywhere. It's probably because of the music rights, and that's what I've heard. Like that, it's with edits because of the music rights. It, it seems like it would be an easy edit to just take out the music and overdub it with some new you music. Think. You would think and get Ed. I'd, I I, I want to see Ed streaming. So what you want? Okay, it needs to happen. I don't want a reboot of Ed. I want the original. <laughs> Ed from 20 years ago with Julie Bowen. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's our, our TV talk is done for the night. Vince, There'll be more. you no and more. I will be back Saturday. I be countdown to kickoff. I probably held you too long because you got to go work a concession stand. So. And our hot dogs and popcorn and whatnot. Go put on Dark Helmet. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I be Nation Sports Talk.
headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.